Chapter Three of The Stones of Venice, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abai in September two thousand eleven. The Stones of Venice, Volume One by John Ruskin. Chapter Three the six divisions of architecture paragraph one the practical duties of buildings are twofold they have either one to hold and protect something or two to place or carry something one architecture of protection this is architecture intended to protect men or their possessions from violence of any kind whether of men or of the elements it will include all churches houses and treasuries fortresses fences and ramparts the architecture of the hut and sheepfold of the palace and the citadel of the dike breakwater and sea-wall and the protection when of living creatures is to be understood as including commodiousness and comfort of habitation wherever these are possible under the given circumstances two architecture of position this is architecture intended to carry men or things to some certain places or to hold them there this will include all bridges aqueducts and road architecture lighthouses which have to hold light in appointed places chimneys to carry smoke or direct currents of air staircases towers which are to be watched from or cried from as in mosques or to hold bells or to place men in positions of offence as ancient movable attacking towers and most fortress towers paragraph two protective architecture has to do one or all of three things to wall a space to roof it and to give access to it of persons light and air and it is therefore to be considered under the three divisions of walls roofs and apertures we will take first a short general view of the connection of these members and then examine them in detail endeavouring always to keep the simplicity of our first arrangement in view for protective architecture has indeed no other members than these unless flooring and paving be considered architecture which it is only when the flooring is also a roof the laying of the stones or timbers for footing being paviers or carpenters work rather than architects and at all events work respecting the well or ill-doing of which we shall hardly find much difference of opinion except in points of aesthetics we shall therefore concern ourselves only with the construction of walls roofs and apertures paragraph three one walls a wall is an even and united fence whether of wood earth stone or metal when meant for purposes of mere partition or enclosure it remains a wall proper but it has generally also to sustain a certain vertical or lateral pressure 
for which its strength is at first increased by some general addition to its thickness but if the pressure becomes very great it is gathered up into piers to resist vertical pressure and supported by buttresses to resist lateral pressure if its functions of partition or enclosure are continued together with that of resisting vertical pressure it remains as a wall veil between the piers into which it has been partly gathered but if it is required only to resist the vertical or roof pressure it is gathered up into piers altogether loses its wall character and becomes a group or line of piers on the other hand if the lateral pressure be slight it may retain its character of a wall being supported against the pressure by buttresses at intervals but if the lateral pressure be very great it is supported against such pressure by a continuous buttress loses its wall character and becomes a dike or rampart paragraph four we shall have therefore a first to get the general idea of a wall and of right construction of walls then b to see how this wall is gathered into piers and to get the general idea of piers and the right construction of piers then c to see how a wall is supported by buttresses and to get the general idea of buttresses and the right construction of buttresses this is surely very simple and it is all we shall have to do with walls and their divisions paragraph five two roofs a roof is the covering of a space narrow or wide it will be most conveniently studied by first considering the forms in which it may be carried over a narrow space and then expanding these on a wide plan only there is some difficulty here in the nomenclature for an arched roof over a narrow space has i believe no name except that which belongs properly to the piece of stone or wood composing such a roof namely lintel but the reader will have no difficulty in understanding that he is first to consider roofs on the section only thinking how best to construct a narrow bar or slice of them of whatever form as for instance x y or z over the plan or area a figure one having done this let him imagine these several divisions first move along or set side by side over a rectangle b figure one and then revolved round a point or crossed at it over a polygon c or circle d and he will have every form of simple roof the arched section giving successively the vaulted roof and dome and the gabled section giving the gabled roof and spire as we go farther into the subject we shall only have to add one or two forms to the sections here given in order to embrace all the uncombined roofs in existence and we shall not trouble the reader with many questions respecting cross-vaulting and other modes of their combination paragraph six now it also happens from its place in buildings that the sectional roof over a narrow space will need to be considered before we come to the expanded roof over a broad one for when a wall has been gathered as above explained into piers 
that it may better bear vertical pressure it is generally necessary that it should be expanded again at the top into a continuous wall before it carries the true roof arches or lintels are therefore thrown from pier to pier and a level preparation for carrying the real roof is made above them after we have examined the structure of piers therefore we shall have to see how lintels or arches are thrown from pier to pier and the whole prepared for the superincumbent roof this arrangement being universal in all good architecture prepared for vertical pressure and we shall then examine the condition of the great roof itself and because the structure of the roof very often introduces certain lateral pressures which have much to do with the placing of buttresses it will be well to do all this before we examine the nature of buttresses and therefore between parts b and c of the above plan paragraph four so now we shall have to study a the construction of walls b that of piers c that of lintels or arches prepared for roofing d that of roofs proper and e that of buttresses paragraph seven three apertures there must either be intervals between the piers of which intervals the character will be determined by that of the piers themselves or else doors or windows in the walls proper and respecting doors or windows we have to determine three things first the proper shape of the entire aperture secondly the way in which it is to be filled with valves or glass and thirdly the modes of protecting it on the outside and fitting appliances of convenience to it as porches or balconies and this will be our division f and if the reader will have the patience to go through these six heads which include every possible feature of protective architecture and to consider the simple necessities and fitnesses of each i will answer for it he shall never confound good architecture with bad any more for as to architecture of position a great part of it involves necessities of construction with which the spectator cannot become generally acquainted and of the compliance with which he is therefore never expected to judge as in chimneys lighthouses etc and the other forms of it are so closely connected with those of protective architecture that a few words in chapter nineteen respecting staircases and towers will contain all with which the reader need be troubled on the subject end of chapter three